This is Jocko. Underground podcast, number 74. Echo Charles sitting here, uh, and me, Jocko Willink. Just to get everyone a little bit of <clears throat> sanity. The insult that you hear that, that makes you mad, mm-hmm. generally speaking, the reason it's making you mad is that there's some little piece of truth in it. And that's what bothers you. You are mad because it's true. So, what you should do when you feel that little anger flare up when somebody says something to you is don't let it make you mad. Instead, just agree with what they're saying. By the way, you don't even have any choice to agree with it because it's true. You know it's true. That's why it's bothering you. So, accept it and agree with it. And say to yourself, yeah, there's a, that's a good point there. Um, I wrote about this in Warrior Kid, Way the Warrior Kid. Book two, um, Nathan James. He calls Mark plate face. And you know, like, look at Mark's face, kind of like round and big. It's kind of true. Like, yeah, you look like a plate, dude. And he gets called plate face. And he gets all mad. He wants to fight. Mark wants to fight Nathan James. And instead, Uncle Jake says, hey, man, just be like, yeah, I do have a pretty round-looking face, don't I? Mm -hmm. And that's what you do. Now, here's a little component. kind of ties into the last thing we talked about. So accept it, but don't accept it. (laughs) So what I'm talking about is when someone tells you that you're lazy, instead of getting mad... Say, you're right, I am being lazy, and I'm gonna do better. And then, do better. Start waking up early, start getting after it, work harder. If you know someone tells you that you're gluttonous, well, then don't get mad about it. Be like, mm, you know what, I was going kinda ham on the freaking you know, chocolate pie or whatever. And then stop eating the extra desserts. And and so that's a clear example of what happens here of when you get insulted, but it really applies to like anything, anything that actually bothers you. If you follow the thread of what's bothering you to the truth, then you can actually deal with it. So when there's something that's bothering you, if you follow it and you pull the thread to figure out why it's actually bothering you, then you can deal with the problem. So often in this day and age, we let our emotions replace thought. We don't, we we just feel the emotion and that's what we utilize to react with. And by the way, what do we react? We don't react by self-correcting, we react by lashing out at other people. This is like politics today, right? This is like social media today. Something makes you mad, you don't know why you're mad, but it makes you mad, and so you go on the attack. And that is what's wrong. Instead of, I mean, not instead of, but when you get angry, it's not a reason to lash out at other people. When you get angry, it's actually a signal not to lash out, but to look in. To look in to see where it is you are troubled 
as an individual human being that you are letting something else dictate the way you feel. Don't get mad, get curious. Get curious to figure out why it is that you are so angry about this thing. And if you can figure out why you're actually getting mad, because maybe this person said something political and I'm so mad that they said it, but then I pull the string, I'm actually, I'm actually just jealous that they have this or um, frustrated that they did that about what I should have been. Like all those things, all those little ego things that are probably gonna, you're probably gonna find at the end of the thread that you pull. Yeah. If you can figure that out, if you can look in instead of lashing out, that's when you can make corrections and you will be in a much better situation. So that's interesting because I, I never really thought of this till you just said it right now where the part about it kind of being true and maybe you're insecure about mm-hmm. it or whatever like that made sense of course and um but sometimes I'm like wait a second but sometimes people will like throw a jab or insult or whatever and I won't get mad if it's true or not I'll get mad the fact that they chose to try to insult me kind of a thing mm-hmm. So, and you can, and I can kind of separate it where like, if it's, if, if you're my friend and you throw insults oh, all day, that's how I grew up. Like with, mm. with you know, with a twin brother and so bro, the, our whole relationship was insults. Mm. Who could get the better insult, the funnier insult. Mm. If it's not funny, it's just dumb. Um, so I was used to that part of things, but then sometimes it's like, um, you know, like, let's say you just meet someone and they get too comfortable with you and then they throw insults. It's like the insult wasn't insulting at all, but you're mad that they, they thought that they were in any position to like have that relationship with you kind of a thing. Wait, say that last part again. The fact that they chose, it's almost like, and here's the th- my, my point is going to be, or is that it still comes down to your ego where the insult wasn't insulting, mm-hmm. but the fact that you chose to insult me is. Mm. It's like a personal affront. Doesn't matter how you did it. It's the fact that you did it. You know, mm. it's like that. That usually is things that like will bother me. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, bro, you're not my super good friend. You don't have it like that kind of a thing. You know, um, or just someone who's just you know someone who confronts you. You know, who positions himself as your sort of enemy socially or whatever. It's like that's the part that that's insulting. You see what I'm saying? But either way, ego. There you go. That's what it is. Oh, yeah. Because I, I mean, if someone's like, tr- I, well, first of all, I don't like, I don't know, not a bunch of people like running around trying to insult me. Uh, are, are they doing that to you? I understand that completely. Uh, no, no, not currently, of course. But I'm, so, I'm trying to think of all the times yeah. that I'm like, wait a second. Like, I did kind of get bothered by someone like yeah. insulting me. Oh, yeah. And that's the other thing is when you get bothered, yeah. you're going to get more insults because you give you gave them what they wanted. Yeah. Gave that it reaction. Worked. It worked, it bro. Worked. Nothing better than smiling, laughing off. Like carry on, dude. Yeah. Don't get mad. Don't let your ego get to you. And look, there's nothing better than actual confidence, mm. right? To be like, oh yeah, you're right. I am kind of a knuckle dragger. You know how many times I've said that in my life? Mm. Oh yeah, I'm definitely a meathead. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Yep. Like like just. Cool. Someone's trying to insult me by calling me a knuckle. You freaking knuckle dragger. Yeah, no, definitely yeah. scraping them on the floor. Like what? You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And they're right. I am a knuckle dragger. Mm. So it's like, cool. Like what else? Right on. Let's rock and roll. Mm. But yeah, just the, the the fact of instead of lashing out, looking in is going to help you with a lot of things, man. Yeah. Help with a lot of things. So there you go. It's my advice for this week, giving advice, advice column. Like, you know, like well, that's what we're doing apparently today. Yep. Hell yeah. So trying to figure things out a little bit. It's All right. true. It's a mystery. 
Um, first question. Uh, to start this email off, I'd like to tell you who I am so you understand where I'm coming from. I am Jonathan, 14 years old, and I'm the youngest child of eight. My family is 100% conservative and Catholic. My whole life I've wanted to serve in the military so I could be with people in the in their darkest hour, in the darkest hour, protect America's rights, and most of all, protect the First Amendment, the freedom of religion. But with our country now, I've been told that told it's not really worth it to serve our country because our political leaders are leading us astray, which leads to my question. Should I even think about joining the military or should I forget about it and think of something else? If you believe I should join, how should I prepare for the Navy SEALs, physically and mentally? Lastly, if I join, what should I expect in training and in combat? Look, the direction of the country is always going to be on a pendulum that's swinging back and forth. Uh, that's the way it works. Luckily, we have our constitution, and there's look, there's little, there's little skirmishes around the constitution and around interpretation of the constitution. But the constitution is a stable document. And as long as we are within the bounds of the Constitution, we will have a country that's worth fighting for. And certainly the best way to uphold and preserve the Constitution is by fighting to protect it. So that's a positive thing. And by the way, when you're in the military, you have an opportunity to shape the military, to make it stronger and not weaker, to make it more prepared and not less prepared, to make it a better fighting force, not a worse one. So being in the military is the way you help the military if you're a good person. And the experience you will get in the military will help you with whatever you do in life. So there's a lot of pros to um, joining the military. That being said, like if you don't like the call that a, the, mili- the government is making, you are still, you have still sworn to follow the lawful orders that you're given. So you might be going to war that you don't think is the right thing. And that's what you're going to do. The chances of that are very small. But it can happen. It can absolutely happen. You also have to remember that joining the military means you're giving up your personal freedom. You're giving up your personal liberty. You're giving up your own pursuit of happiness. And perhaps even giving up your life. And these are not just words. These are not just words. You have to understand what it means to not have personal freedom, which you totally take for granted. You have to understand what it means to give up happiness. Now look, if you're like me, and you can luckily find happiness in the military, and you really enjoy the job, then you're kind of pursuing happiness. But you might have to give up your life. You're also going to be working with people that may have the opposite political beliefs and the opposite religious beliefs that you have. If you are in a platoon, you might be working with a Satan-worshipping anarchist in your platoon, just so you know that. There will be people that you work with in the military that worship Satan. There will be people that are atheists that believe there's no God in your platoon. Might be your shooting buddy. So that's really going to happen. Are you ready for that?
are you ready for that? Are you ready to be around people that are anti-conservative and anti-Catholic? You're 100% conservative and 100% Catholic, you will guaranteed in the military work with people that are anti-conservative and literally anti-Catholic. It's not like, oh, I'm warning you, there's gonna be a bunch of them, but there's a bell curve. And on, you're gonna be on one side of the bell curve. Very extremely conservative and extremely religious. The other side of the bell, bell curve, extremely liberal and not religious or satanic or, or atheist. So there's a, there's a lot of things going on that you need to think about. Now, whether I would advise you or not to go in, this is not something I can advise you to do because you understand you and I don't. You understand what you mean by 100% conservative. You understand what you mean by 100% Catholic. I don't, I don't know you well enough to, to understand. Does that mean that you think that anyone that's not conservative is wrong? Does it mean that you think that anyone that is not Catholic is wrong? I'm not sure where you're at. I worked with some extreme Catholics in the military, for sure. Work with some extreme conservatives. I also work with some people that worshiped the devil. <laughs> I know that sounds crazy, but it's true. So are you ready for that? Now, if you decided that that's what you wanted to do, well, the SEAL teams is ridiculously hard to get into. Um, I think I said it on the last, the last one of these that we did that they always say, oh, the attrition rate is like 80% of people that make it through SEAL training. But they only count the people that actually make it to SEAL training. There's a whole nother chunk of people that don't even make it to SEAL training. They get to boot camp and they don't have the right eyesight. They don't have the right physical fitness. They can't pass the test. They have some kind of something on their record. They have some kind of a heart murmur. They hurt their ankle like there's just a million reasons why people don't make it so it's ridiculously hard to get through i mean you got injuries you got water skills you got cold you got sickness there's there's diseases that you've never heard of that every single person knows about in seal training and it crushes people there's something called sipe swimmer induced pulmonary edema Go look at the, go look and see what that's all about. There's another thing called VGE. VGE. People are throwing up and have diarrhea, and they can't they they can't nourish themselves anymore. You, you can be a tough guy. That's that's what's happening. You get dropped from training. You can get dropped from from training for your water skills. You can get dropped for injury. You can get dropped because your peers don't like you. There might be a kid that worships the devil in your boat crew and he hates you and he convinces the rest of the guys that you're not a team player and you get kicked, you get peered out. You can get run out where your class just doesn't like you. Almost no one makes it through SEAL training. And then you're stuck in the regular Navy, which is fine if that's what you want to do. But most people with SEAL aspirations don't want to be diesel mechanics in an engine room on a ship. So maybe check out the Army, maybe check out the Marine Corps. 
because then if you don't make it through their special operations training you can still carry a machine gun as an infantryman which is cool um prepare how do you prepare i would say run swim lift do pull-ups push-ups dips wrestling soccer football lacrosse swim team cross-country team hunt jujitsu study hard get good grades get a job work hard and stay out of trouble and do as much of all those things that i just said as you possibly can what can you expect in training you can expect that you won't make it in seal training the expectation should be that you're not going to make it because most people don't and every single like right now when i say that and you think no but i would make it that's what every single kid that signs up for six years of their life every single one of them thinks they're going to make it and they don't so keep that in mind that's what you should expect you should expect that it's going to be completely brutal you should expect that it seems inhumane. You should expect that it seems like this training is not humane for people. That's what you should think. That's what you should expect. And in combat, you should expect to die. That's what you should expect. That when you go into combat, you're going to die. Because bullets don't care who you are. They don't care where you come from. Bombs don't care who you are. They don't care where you came from. They don't care how much you trained or didn't train. They kill you. And it doesn't matter how good you are, you can still catch a bullet in the head. You can still catch a piece of frag in the neck. You can still get your femoral artery cut and bleed out in the street. So if you are going to go into combat, you should have the expectation that you're going to die. And if you can accept that, then you can go and operate with a clear head. But these are all things that you should think about um, a lot. I am, when I decided that that's what I wanted to do, which I don't remember making the decision because I was too young. I don't remember not wanting to be some kind of a commando. I don't remember that in my life. But I never thought to myself to ask someone else if I should think about it. So when you ask this question, it indicates to me that maybe you have some doubt. And if you have some doubt, then it's probably not the best move to make. Because that doubt is not where you want to go into training with, and the doubt is not what you want to go into combat with. So be very careful about that. So those are my thoughts, Jonathan. If they sound heavy, they should. This is not a game. Joining the military is not a game. And you need to think about that. Next question. Jocko got a question in regards to organizations and employee correction plans. A couple of the managers I work with are hesitant to sit down with an employee and give them a review. In this case, they don't want to demotivate the employee. I argue that it's neither demotivating nor motivating, but they get get to choose between the two in how 
they deliver the message. Having a formal review with an employee can be looked at in a negative light, and in most corporate cultures, it is. But my argument is that it is mismanagement of a tool. If you apply real leadership, you can counsel a member and motivate them at the same time. What say you? Yep, you're right. You're right. And um, the corporate culture that you're talking about, it's like, I need to sit down and talk with you on a formal review. That sounds negative right out of the gate, doesn't it? Um, So, yes, counseling should be and it can be certainly motivating. How do you do that? Well, I think when you frame things up, not about... um, what are they, what's the word I'm looking for the word they're using here not as a review a negative review but you set something up about a potential right to me it's about potential right we got Fred and it's like hey Fred you are doing amazing things and you have a ton of potential and there's some of the things that you're doing awesome at you're on time all all the time you your performance has been outstanding you get the job done you get examples of all these things right but listen up, Fred, in order to take it to the next level, there's some some things I want you to think about and some adjustments that you need to make. And, and primarily what I think you need to do is start building better relationships with other people. I think you have a hard time building good relationships with people and that's that's not good. And let me tell you something. I don't think I've done a good job because when you take ownership of things, it's gonna help. So when you say, I, Fred, I don't think I've done a good job of helping you build relationships and interact with the rest of the team and I want to talk through some methods with you and you start doing some role playing. So that's what you're doing. You build relationships with people as you help people get better. Now, generally speaking, you do have to be careful because people don't generally like to get coached or mentored or counseled or get get a review. That is why the indirect approach almost always works better. <coughs> so, like what I talked about before, you know, the, the example with Fred, of being like, hey Fred, dude, you're, you're kicking ass in a lot of domains over here, it's pretty awesome to watch. And I'm thinking, you're gonna be like a guy that couldn't be running some things around here. You know what though is gonna, you know where you, what's gonna help you get there? Right now, you gotta build a better relationship with uh, Jessica over there. You know, she runs that whole department, and you guys, I see you guys at odds sometimes. Mm-hmm. So boom, all of a sudden we're, we're, we're using the indirect approach. Mm. And um, that's gonna be better than, hey Fred, you know, some shortfalls you've got is you don't do a good job interacting with Jessica. All of a sudden he's like, what are you, let's cause Jessica, blah, blah. <laughs> it's gonna instigate the defensive mindset and we don't wanna do that. So <coughs> when you use the indirect approach, you open up their minds. So that means a less form, you know what's funny? You know how many times I formally counseled people like, all right, hey, come to my office, sit down for a formal. Look, you had to do it when they got their actual Navy uh, uh, evaluation. So it's like a, for, a legit formal counseling. Hey, this was your grades. Hmm. But you know how many times I took a gun and was like, hey, I need to have a counseling session with you. Hmm. I could count it on my hands. Almost everything was indirect relationship building, talking to them about their potential, talking about some corrective measures that they could take without them even knowing that you were talking about corrective measures, but they understood and they executed. Hmm. The indirect approach works 99% of the time, 1% of the time you get someone that just doesn't get it and you have to start escalating counseling, which I wrote about in Leadership Strategy and Tactics Field Manual. <laughs> so, there you go. That's the way it works. <clears throat> Do you guys have in the Navy or military, because I know they have this in, at some jobs, 
where they'll give you a review regardless. Like that's just sort of part yep. of the schedule. Yep. You know, you yeah, want a year yeah, or two years. Oh, okay. Year. Yep. So even if you're doing all good, you're squared. Yep. You you're know. still getting. You, you remember podcast one seventy four where we covered the Marine Corps uh, evaluation form, mm-hmm. and we covered the Navy one. That's that's where you're, you're getting that every year, even yeah. if you're the best guy in the world. Yeah. Okay. So even that kind of would always feel like I'm forgetting which job. I feel like. I'd always do. Either way, I feel like if it's one of those protocols where it's like, okay, here's what you do great, here's what you can work on, and here's, I don't know, yep. some conclusion, mm-hmm. something like this, where if everyone's doing it, yep. you know, it's kind of like it's less, um, what do you call it, uh, confrontational. Yeah, I'm going to tell you, no? when people still get defensive. Bro. Oh, bro. Even when we go around the room, <laughs> if I go around the room and tell every single person yeah. what they did good, what they did bad, and where they can improve, yeah. Uh, Every single person's getting offended, except for maybe like one dude yeah, <laughs> out yeah. of a hundred. No shit. Everyone else is kind of mad. Yeah. I'd like to see you do it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you didn't give me the support I needed. Well, yeah. the support team wasn't there. Like everyone's got an excuse. For everyone's real. pointing fingers. Yeah. Well, actually, that makes sense yeah. for sure. So and, that, and the other thing is like, here's another method. Like, why don't I have you grade yourself and you tell me what you're doing well? That's a beautiful thing to do. Yeah. You know? Hey, Echo, let's sit down tomorrow. I want to kind of, kind of want to get a feel for where you think you're at. Mm. Make sure I'm giving you the support that you need. Yeah, that's on, such man. a good <laughs> <laughs> It's like all day, dude. That's such a good little thing to add. And really, like how you've always said, I understand it, that it's like you taking extreme ownership. Yeah, where it's wait, like, where? By the way, it's not just me taking extreme ownership to try and trick you. It's legitimate. Right, if right. you work for me, yeah. it is my fault if you're messing something up. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I guess so it's, I, not like a, it's not like a little game we playing. I gotta be honest. I'm still not used to that. By the way, like the 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 idea of the boss genuinely like being like that, like, yeah. and I'm not saying you. I'm not used to. I'm used to you, yeah. or whatever. But I'm just saying the idea of a, a boss really being like that at work. Because I'm just thinking back to all yeah. my past jobs yeah. and how far yeah. from that. <laughs> Even the cool bosses, the ones yeah. that I really liked, like. I liked them for a bunch of reasons, whatever. But even them, I'm thinking, oh no way, man, no way they would ever do that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's a bummer. Maybe, eh, yeah, maybe I don't know, but the truth, it does not man. land on me like that. That that's not the impression I'm left with right now. It's currently. the truth. It's the truth. When you're in charge, it's your fault. Yeah, it's the truth. <sighs> Take ownership of it. It's and crazy. That will help these counseling sessions. That will help these reviews. It's crazy how it helps everything. It helps everything. Literally right? everything. Literally everything. Fuck, that's crazy, huh? How your brain is like has a mechanism in there, literally keeping you from success, literally mm-hmm. making you mm-hmm. fail. <sighs> that's that's deep, man. You gotta, you gotta watch out for that. All right, next question. Your podcast has slowly but surely been having a positive impact on my life. I'm 45 and never pursued combat sports, but I'm feeling the urge to try jujitsu. Not just for me, but for my children. I live in rural Michigan. I believe that I can find a clean location and some students. The problem is that I need to find an instructor. My plan is to start reaching out to the nearest gyms to see if anyone may be interested in traveling here to teach. I can't be the only one wondering how to bring jujitsu to their community. Do you have any suggestions on how to make this a reality? Thank you. Bro, that's actually a great plan. Um, and I know people that have done that kind of thing. And it's it's good to go. Like there's somebody that's probably, you know, an hour away from wherever you are in Michigan. And if you start reaching out to some of these schools and be like, hey, twice a week, you know, I got a group of 10 people and we'll all pitch in 10 bucks each. You can come up, yeah. and all of a sudden, you got yourself a little dojo. Yeah, huh. And then when the instructor's not there, you work on what they taught you, and over time, you're going to make progress. 
also video instruction. Like even you should do, you should execute this regardless. Do get video instruction. You know, go on YouTube, go to some of the online academies, start learning about this, go to BJJ Fanatics, go to the Gracie Academy, go to MG Online. Like there's a bunch of them you can go and check out. They're all really cool. And then start to learn what they're teaching. Got some wrestlers around here in Michigan. Like there's some wrestlers in Michigan. Got somebody that wrestled. Maybe you got a judoka up there, some guy that did judo. Um, and you can start to work with these people to start to try and figure out jujitsu. And in the meantime, yep, get your mats set up, contact the local gyms around the area, and, and you know what? You don't need a black belt. You don't need a black belt. You pay. You, you can find a blue belt, honestly. Purple belt for sure. Come and teach you the basics twice a week. Mm-hmm. Maybe they come on Saturday. Maybe they come once a week, Saturday. Gonna show you some stuff. You work on it all week mm-hmm. with, your, with your little team there. And you can get good overtime. So, pretty cool plan. I like it. Go get that jujitsu on, man. That's interesting there. Yeah, and I never thought of that because I've always, 100% of the time, been in a luxurious situation where there's jiu-jitsu very close. Yeah, Many, multiple options. Can't swing a cat without hitting a jiu-jitsu studio with a world champion in their teaching. That's true. Actually, when I first started jiu-jitsu, I used to go down to Chula Vista to Dean Lister's play. You know, that that little small one, right? And that was way far. There was like literally like five This is back in 2005. So there's like five other gyms that I knew of that were closer. Mm So it's like, bro, even if I was like, man, I'm not down for this drive anymore, I could just join another one, you know? So anyway, the point is, I never really thought about this. But when you think about it, there's probably plenty of options that can happen. You can have a deal where, hey, the guy just comes, you know, like a little uh, remote, not remote, but like a, um, what do you call, when you commute or whatever, for the weekend. Yeah. You know, some some strippers do this where they go to Las Vegas for the weekend or whatever. (laughs) So I heard, I don't know. But anyway, (laughs) they'll come into town for the weekend. You know, you get a handful of students, but you can make some money just for the weekend and yeah. then be done with it. Yep. You know what I'm saying? And He's then teaching like a little seminar for the weekend. Exactly right. A little Saturday, seminar. Sunday. Yep, yep exactly right. Semi-private. And then, yeah, after a while, you get enough people. You're like, hey, maybe this guy can open up his own thing down yep. here. See what I'm saying? He yep. already has his students. Yep. So, man, there's like a lot of little options. You can make that happen. Yep. And there's so many people that are good at jiu-jitsu right now. Yep. Like years ago, it was hard to find. But nowadays, there's like... There's like yeah. 80 people at every school that could literally go move to Michigan yeah. tomorrow and be like, yep, I'm a purple belt and I'm opening up an academy oh, in yeah. wherever this is in rural Michigan. Yeah. And, you know, it's like cheap to live there. Yeah. So he's kind of stoked. He's, you know, doesn't want to compete anymore because he's whatever. And he's like, cool, I'm just going to go open a school. Boom. Yeah. Working yep. up there in Michigan. And he's still learning on YouTube and you're building some students up and, you know, like you're good. Yeah. We and like it. And this guy actually could, in in essence, look. Now I'm just dreaming. Now My, mm-hmm. I'm an idea guy. You yep, see what I'm saying? I see so, that. <laughs> so I heard. So he could even kind of get with his teacher yeah, and be like, "Hey, let's get together. Guy, yeah. I'll help grab some students, spread the motivation, like all this stuff. You know, you know, to the people here in my town because I'm familiar with the town. All this stuff, right? They could kind of go in on a little team effort to yep. open a little school eventually. There you go, man. Dang, there yeah, a lot of options right there. Good to go. Good to go. Next question. Hi, Jocko. Physical discipline comes more naturally to me, such as working out or n- and not overeating. But I cannot stay the or I cannot say the same for my mental discipline, like doing homework, studying, writing papers, etc. It is very easy for me to get distracted while I'm working, especially on the internet. I also have poor mental discipline when I'm not feeling well physically. 
However, poor mental discipline usually does not affect my physical discipline. So my question is, why am I more disciplined physically than mentally? And how can I become more disciplined mentally? I love your podcast. Thank you so much. Some people like physical stuff and some people like mental stuff. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's, the, that's the human nature of it. Just like some people in jujitsu, some people like jujitsu, some people like grappling, some people like boxing and striking. And what I mean by that is some people love grappling and they hate getting punched. Yeah. Some people like getting punched and punching and they hate grappling. Yeah. And that's fine, you can enjoy what you're good at. But here's the thing, like for MMA and for MMA as a representation of life, you can't just be focused on what you're good at. Um, you need to get good at everything and you need to work on your weaknesses. So let me ask you this. What good is someone who is smart and studies hard, but their physical health is like a disaster? Like, well, like eventually they're no good, mm-hmm. right? They can't function anymore. They die. They, they actually die from poor health. Mm-hmm. So someone that lacks physical discipline, even though they're really smart and they studied hard, but now they're you know 42 years old, they have a heart attack and die because they haven't been taking care of themselves physically. Mm-hmm. Um, and you could go the opposite direction. Like you could be big and strong, but you're a knucklehead, mm-hmm. and now you can't do anything. Yeah, it's hard to make moves in life. Yeah. So, what can you do? The same things you would do if you lacked physical discipline. So this goes out to both sides. First of all, write down what it is you need to do strategically. What's your long-term goal? Like, what do you want to do? What do you, you got? To, you're going to school. You're getting a degree. What is, it you're, what, what is it you're strategically trying to do? And write that down, and then break it down to what you can do every month to make move towards that goal, and then break it down to what you can do every week to move towards that goal, and then break it down for what you need to do daily to get that stuff done, and then write it down before you go to bed, and then wake up, and when you wake up in the morning, go do what you're supposed to do. Now here's a little trick that I use, because sometimes I like to do more of the physical than the mental, kind of like you. If I've got something mental that I need to do, I will do the. I will make myself do the mental thing, and the physical thing is a reward, <laughs> right? No, can't. I'm not going to work out today until I get this thousand words done. I'm not going to work out today until I get this, you know, hundred pages read or whatever. So you can reward yourself with some kind of physical activity, and you might need to do that for yourself every single day for a little while. You might need to be like, look, I love working out, but I'm not going to work out until I spend half an hour reading. And then you reward yourself. That's what you need to do. Impose discipline on yourself. Just like people that lack discipline in the physical sense, those people have to say, "Look, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna read a book. I'm not gonna turn on my Instagram or whatever. Not, I'm not gonna play video games until I've done my workout." Yeah. You're flipping. You're making setting up a reward for yourself. And here's the bottom line, bro. This is a no negotiation, no debate, no thoughts or no inner voice scenario. You need to do what you are supposed to do. You need to execute this. That's what it is. Execution. I don't have, oh, Jock while writing, he's gonna tell me a special meditative thing to say to myself nine times It's gonna make me help me with my homework. No, I'll tell you how you do your homework. You freaking do your homework. You don't even ask me any more questions about this. You don't look for any little shortcuts. You gotta, what does he wanna do? Homework? Writing papers? You gotta study? You freaking gotta study. I can't help you. 
You do it. You write down what you need to do and you do it. That's what's up. Were you a good student in high school? No. <laughs> Straight up no. No. <clears throat> but what is no? Like, did you get, what, did you get like C's and that's not good? Like, what kind of grades did you get A's, in high B's, school? and C's. No, so you're like, whatever. That's not, that, I uh, so. yeah, I guess that's not great, but what was your GPA? I think it was B's. I think it was a B. Three point something? Yeah. Yeah. That's not bad. That's good. I got a D in chemistry. Dang, but but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. That was a gift. I think the teacher just like didn't want to fail me. Yeah, yeah. But here's the other thing. Mm. I never studied one time. <laughs> uh, in chemistry or in, in anything? In chemistry. And, and pretty much in anything. Okay. Everything, so was you just, just, okay. everything was just like in my head. Okay. And you know what? I'm, I, I didn't do, I didn't, did you ever do homework in high school? Yeah, you did uh, homework. I never did homework on anything. Nothing. Never did homework. Didn't bring books home. For real. <laughs> I don't know what school you went to. No. Just but, like, no. So homework didn't happened. affect your no, grade? No. No, I wouldn't do it. Or I do it like, oh, you got like a, the study hall. Like boom, five minutes to just film. Oh answers. right, so you wouldn't you you weren't academically like focused. Like I got to do my homework and I care. No hell, no. not even. <laughs> like yeah. I, rem- I like I clearly remember one time I had a paper due and I was gonna like fail a class and I, I had to do it. Yeah, yeah. So I remember one time I did homework. So I shouldn't say I never did homework, but I very rarely did homework. <coughs> yeah. So yeah, but. The, Okay, so you're, I would say you're below like a n- normal student. Like a normal student is going to be like, okay, we got homework. I'll do the homework. I'm not going to like, you know how you really care about grades? I don't think I read a book. <laughs> yeah, I, well, I never read a book okay. either well, there until you go. college, yeah. Mm-hmm. Huh, interesting. So what, was that because you want, you were going to the Navy or you, that's just how? Yeah. That's how you were? Going to the military, man. Yeah. yeah. to teach me. Yeah. And like, like, I don't care about this stuff. What are you doing? I'm smarter than the teachers, obviously. You know what I mean? <laughs> obviously. Like I was a punk. Like, so like so when the when did the mental discipline shift then? I mean, obviously, like if you had the same, oh, I don't know, could I, am I wrong? When I though? got in the Navy. So that, they're like, hey, if you do good on this test, you'll get this reward. I was like, cool. There was no reward in high school at A, B, C, D. Didn't, I didn't care. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, huh? whatever, bro. That makes sense. Give me whatever you want. Doesn't affect my life. I'm going to the Navy. Now the, Now I'm in the Navy. They're like, hey, if you do this, it's going to help you. Boom. Okay, Tell so the mindset was kind of there already. Mm-hmm. Or or you didn't necessarily have a massive mindset change. It was just more like, okay, I'm noticing some stuff. Maybe they, they established a little bit more of a structure scenario. Uh, causality became very clear. Yeah. This is what you need to do, yeah. and you will... Being in the good light, yeah, you'll give, you'll be rewarded, and and now you you said that physical stuff you're like you're kind of like this in a way where physical stuff is more fun to you than yeah. the mental stuff, huh? Yeah. That's but that's I took there's like a test called the ASVAB yeah, that yeah, you have to take, yeah. and like I got the highest possible score on that thing. No shit. Yeah. yeah. All right, bro. So you're okay. I understand now. I didn't know. I mean, actually, I, I didn't have an opinion about it. I just had, I didn't know. Because, yeah. you know, certain people, it's like, you're like, oh, well, he was, uh, you know, a rebellious kid, didn't get good grades, like all this mm-hmm. stuff. And then like, oh, but he got a 1600 on the SAT. You're like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. It, it's like, it paints a way more, it's yeah. like a different That's picture. DC, you know? right, Dale Cooper. Yeah, exactly right. Um, well, he, the thing about him is I already knew that. So it's oh, like, okay. but you know how like, you don't know, you know, they didn't get good grades and all of a sudden they're this success. You're like, oh my gosh, it's like, you know, and then yeah. you're like, oh wait, you find out there, there's something more to him. Mm. He's not your typical person who got bad grades. You know, there's like more to it. So yeah. anyway, that's that's the yeah. point I'm talking about. Um, I think physically, I don't like physical stuff as much as I like mental stuff <laughs> right now. That's weird. Even though I used to like physical stuff a lot. Yeah. But that make yeah, like lifting weights and freaking going to track practice and 
football games and all that stuff like oh yeah i like that way better than school but like now learning stuff and like doing the mental stuff mm-hmm. is like way, is way more fun than lifting interesting in fact i kind of don't like li- uh, i like lifting w- after i warm up before i warm up i'm like brother i'm literally like on a balancing beam whether i'm going to skip this workout or not like every mentally, time every single time oh yeah because you're sore or something no i just don't you know how like I mean, when you're young, it's way more. But when you're like, I can't wait to go to the weight room. Mm-hmm. In fact, I want to have so much energy. I'm going to go take a nap just so I can go get a good lift in or whatever. Like, <laughs> I was into lifting. I was down, looking forward to it all the time. Yeah. But now I'm like, oh my, it's like a, <laughs> what do you call means to an end. Like, mm-hmm. I just don't want to get weak or whatever. So I know it's like essential. And I know it's going to feel better afterwards. I know it's beneficial. So I know it like intellectually kind of a thing. But I don't feel like doing it at all. And the idea of skipping it and do, and getting a good one in tomorrow, making up for it, is always in there. Check. But then when I don't think about it too much, or I pull your freaking thing that I got from you where you're like, bro, you're focusing on the on tomorrow. You're focusing on, like, way too much stuff at one time. Just focus on the first set. Yep. Be like, or just focus on what's in front of you. So I'm like, okay, it's not, sometimes it's not even the first set. Sometimes it's just like, bro, I'm, I'm going to do, just do this warm-up and, and, and just knock this warm-up out of the park. Because <laughs> and really take it from there and then it helps yeah. so i'm like all right i'm done with the warm-up let me just focus on this yeah just do this a couple first sets, working man. set not even couple well just sometimes yeah, you know but sometimes i'm just set, yeah. i got one set that's what i'm gonna focus on and, and it totally works remember that like workout strategy that was that was one set mm. you know it was like one like you'd go into one set mm. of an exercise like to complete failure do you remember that oh. workout, like theory? It was just one of those theories, like in the '90s, people had all these weird theories. But was it a whole body thing? Yeah, so you do whole like, body. I think it was one like, set to like this one team guy. Uh, he did. He was like, I was watching work. I'm like, what are you doing? And he would do like one set, yeah, one set of pull-ups, but like to complete failure, mm-hmm. and then one set of like bench to complete failure, <laughs> and then one set, you know, just one set of like. Pretty much a bunch yeah. of different stuff. Whole body. If it's a whole body, I could see it. But if you got a regular split, but you're just doing one set instead of your four sets of 10 or oh, eight yeah, sets of 10, like so, sense at all. I'll be <laughs> freaking eight sets of 12 to failure freaking every single time if I need to. Check. But that's probably why I contemplate skipping it a lot of the time. All right, next Check. question. I haven't skipped a workout a long time, though. Good. Years. Like years, but I always feel like that. It's just it could just take one thing. Mm. Actually, that's not true. I've skipped no, a workout. I was gonna say you've told me when you yeah, skipped yeah. workouts. Yeah, so. yeah. But it's really rare, though. Yeah. Actually, coming. I would say you haven't you haven't skipped uh, a workout possibly without a legitimate, not an excuse, but a legitimate reason. Yeah, yeah, like something. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I haven't. I've done workouts way. where I've been like, bro, that was barely even a workout. Like I barely, you know, like, just like I did it. Yeah. But damn, like what? Like, and how is it barely a workout? Is it because it does it last like ten minutes or something? No, or? but like it might not. I'm not gonna look. If I do ten, usually if I'm doing a ten minute workout, it's because I have a flight at right, right. five at, in the morning, yeah. and I'm like, well, am I gonna not sleep tonight? Basically, mm-hmm. so go in there and you know row as hard as I can or yeah, do yeah. ten minutes of burpees, like something like that. So I'll be putting out, but yeah, sometimes it's like, bro, I, you know, go in there and. Just it's just a crap. It's just junk. Yeah, like I'm totally going through the motions. I usually will be like, yeah, I just went through the motions. Yeah, you know? and that's real. But I think that builds habitual like stuff too, where like you know, the idea of skipping the workout because you don't feel like it starts to get that idea seems less and less likely if you're just yeah. if you're 
go through the most. Yeah. I mean, you're totally in there. Like getting in there, really, if you have mental barriers, getting in there is one of the big ones, mm-hmm. you know. And if you're in there, freaking just do it. You can't just get all dressed up at 430 or whenever mm-hmm. you go in and get dressed, get ready or whatever, drink all your water, mm-hmm. you know, get hydrated and then leave. You can't do that, <laughs> bro. You just can't do yeah. it. So check. All right. Last question. Last question, Jocko. One of the things I like most about Jocko Fuel Protein Powder, greens, joint warfare, et cetera, is that they're way less expensive than their competition, but they work just as well. They work better. Better. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah. Actually, my, did I tell you my mom, I sent her some greens, and she's a greens yeah, green person. Fanatic. She doesn't like like them, but yeah. she is down for the greens. In fact, I remember she likes we were them now, little kids. Well, she was like, okay, more greens, cool, like, when we were little kids, she used to take greens and I taste it. It's freaking disgusting. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the old school greens. So she was greens all day, but she's not like, she doesn't like the taste of them, whatever, but she just knows a lot about greens. So she was like, okay, you know, maybe I'll, when I get to it, I'll, I'll take the greens. And she took that one and she was like, oh shit, this is like legitimately tastes good. Mm-hmm. And she was like looking through it and li- like looked into it. She was like, hey, I gotta, I gotta give props to the greens. That's right. Hey. It's the same with everything, man. That's what we're doing. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Back to the question. Uh, if you wanted to, you could just have launched products li- product lines geared towards elite athletes with really high markups. Why did you decide to make your products accessible to regular people? Why do so few others make this choice? It seems like throughout your career, you've taken lessons from elite spaces, special forces, uh, athletics, and made them accessible to regular people. Was there a moment when you realized this was part of your mission? Thanks for all you do. Well, I mean, yeah, broadly, I want to help people and help as many people as I can. Um, and, you know, you could really look back to Victory MMA yeah. because, you know, we have some of the best instructors in the world. And, like, you know, when we opened up, Dean Lister was, like, the guy. And we could have gone, like, okay, you know, it's $350 a month. Mm-hmm. And people would be like, cool, you know? Yeah. Brad, um, the, the, even the facility, yeah. like go to a, nor- you know, like I get it. Like jujitsu, they're, they're different in a lot of ways or whatever, but it's, they're usually pretty basic jujitsu places. Yeah. And it's expensive and I understand, Brad, you could go. And I'm thinking when we opened up, cause I remember when, when you guys were like, yeah, we're building out our gym, you and Sarge would always yeah. like talking. I'd be like, yeah, cool, man. Cool. Like, yeah. And Cause you guys were talking big, like, yeah. oh, this is going to be the best one. And all this <laughs> stuff. I'm like, of course it is brother. Of course I can't wait. And I seen it. And I was like, damn. Yeah. It was like impressively impressive. Yeah. Uh, but we want to, you know, I even said I was like, jujitsu is for the people. Yeah. It shouldn't be for just rich people. Yeah. So it started kind of with that and then with leadership, same thing, like Echelon Front. It, look, look, some of our stuff at Echelon Front is extremely high priced. Uh, but in order to counter that, specifically to counter that, like the first muster we did, the first muster we did was because I was like, hey, our price is too high for small businesses now. We need to do something where small business, a bunch of small business people can come here. Mm-hmm. And that's what we did with the muster. Even the, the price of the muster got too high. Guess what? The academy, online training, mm-hmm. to make stuff affordable. Um, help people with discipline and help people with life. And that's what this podcast is, you know? And that's what the Jocko podcast is. Like, and that's, you know, the podcast is free. This is $8, you know, $8.18 a month. These are good deals. Mm-hmm. Uh, making it accessible to people. Um, and then with, when it came to Jocko Fuel, and it's the same idea, right? Like, I, you know, we could try and make something just very specific for rich people, 
but I would rather help the normal people because I'm a normal person, you know? Um, you don't see me, you know, whatever, with the Gucci, what does Gucci make, sunglasses? <laughs> yeah, I think they do make sunglasses. Yeah, so I'm they not, a, a lot I'm of not stuff. wearing Gucci watch or whatever, you know. Wearing, we call that drip. I'm wearing a Timex, bro, yeah. to be honest with you. So, um, you know, help people with their health. Yeah, that's Jocko Fuel. Help people, help the American worker. How do you do that? Well, you build the economy. How do you do that? Origin USA. So, that's the goal is um, to do to do what we're doing it do to do these things it, look we got to make money um, but don't want to help as many people as possible I'd rather do the higher volume and lower prices and that's where you know when we <laughs> when we brought our first pair of jeans to like jean people it was in New York and they told us we should charge for a pair of our jeans Origin. Yep, or origin jeans. They want us to charge. They were like, "Oh, you should price point these four hundred and twenty-five to four hundred and fifty dollars a pair." Damn. That was their, and I was like, I was so freaking like disgusted. <laughs> I was so disgusted, and they thought we were stupid. Mm. They were like, "This, you know." I was like, "Well, no, these are for like people." And I'm like, I'm like, bro, what are you talking about? Mm-hmm. Who who pays? $400 for a pair of jeans. And of course, they're in New York, bro. Everybody, I guess, does there. <laughs> yeah, that's the um, jam. So we said hell no to that. Um, and it's the same on the Jocko Fuel side. And you know what? Our ingredients in our supplements are like, in some cases, double, in some cases, triple the price for our ingredients that what our competitors are making. And we're like, hey, we, we could charge more, in some places we probably should, but I'd rather have more people get the product. Um, and like I said, do we have to make money? Of course, like we're making money, that's what we're doing. We have businesses, but the more money we make, the more money we can invest back in the companies and more we can do to spread the word. Um, but yeah, as far as this question about um, the overarching theme, like y- the question, you called it, dude. <laughs> the best possible prices uh, that we can give while still being able to grow the businesses. That's what we're doing at Jocko Fuel, at Echelon Front, at Origin USA, Jocko Publishing, Jocko Podcast, Underground, that's what we're doing. So if I ever, if you ever go to buy a pair of jeans from Origin USA and they cost $425, please contact me immediately and call me out because I'm being a piece of shit. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's what we're doing. Um, appreciate the support, everybody, on all those different fronts. We wouldn't be here without you. We wouldn't be able to try and help as many people without you. So thank you. Appreciate it. We'll be on the interwebs, on social media, and just watch out for the algorithm because they want to make money off you in a really negative way. So be careful. (laughs) And while you're there, we'll be here on the underground celebrating freedom. Appreciate it, y'all. And until next time, this is Echo and Jocko out.